0: Jiminy Crickets. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. Always getting in wrong for singing my song. A merry old soul am I.
1: Jiminy Cricket is the name.
0: I'll be hanging around this evening. I'll be tipping my hat and telling you that. Jiminy Cricket is the name Hello, Cricketeers, and welcome to our April 11th edition of Dateline, Jiminy Crickets. And this is going to be sort of our special Easter episode, because we have a lot of Easter Uh, topics that we're going to cover at the beginning of the show, but then we also have a lot of our regular Disney news and lots of other fun things happening this episode. So I would first of all like to introduce my co-hostess with the mostess, Ms. Ruthie Brown. Hop to it, Ruthie. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. How are you, Chris? I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Spring <laughs> is in the air. Yes. At least it's warming up.
0: <laughs> Before we get started, though, as always, we have a very special announcement. Dateline <laughs> Jiminy Crickets proudly endorses Concierge Vacation Planners, a Disney-authorized specialty vacation planning service. Concierge doesn't just book your trip, they walk you through the entire process, helping you plan out every detail one-on-one to make the very most out of your vacation while saving you both time and money. And the best part is they charge nothing for their services. You will get the exact same pricing as if you booked your vacation directly through Disney. But in using concierge expertise, you've got the added bonus of having your very own personal Disney Guru Planner by your side. Both Ruthie and I are also satisfied customers and we just can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at www.conciers.com. That's www.conciers.com, as in Mouse Ears. So when you book your next Disney vacation, be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, or many of the other Disney destinations available worldwide, contact Conciers Vacation Planners, and be sure to tell them Disney Chris sent you. Well, this top ten, we decided to do something seasonal, and we're going to do something sort of Easter-related. And when I think of Easter, one of the first things I think of is bunnies. How about you, Ruthie? Yes,
2: the Easter bunny.
0: (laughs) And there's a lot of Disney bunnies. So we thought it would be fun to do a top 10 list of the greatest Disney bunnies or rabbits or hares or any r- related creatures in the Hoppin' hossafeffer <laughs> category. In fact, yeah. we could have picked, picked Amelius Brown as one of our bunnies, speaking of which, but uh, we decided to stick with just animated bunnies. Otherwise, it got too complicated. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, we uh, sort of cheated with the first one because it's a whole gaggle of bunnies. What do you call a group of bunnies? You know, you like it's a gaggle of geese or a flock of sheep. I don't. I don't. If anybody knows, send us a message and let us know what you call a group of bunnies. But anyway, our first. Uh winner our number 10 is all of the rabbits from the Disney Silly Symphony from 1934 called Funny Little Bunnies which is really Disney's only completely Easter themed cartoon they ever made. I mean I can't think of any others. Can you Ruth yeah, that? No. So um the song you're actually listening to right now is a uh, is is the Toontown... town Uh, instrumental version of the song from the short originally from 1934 called Funny Little Bunnies appropriately enough because if you're going to have a short called Funny Little Bunnies it's good to have a song also called Funny Little Bunnies definitely (laughs) (laughs) but this is just one of those early silly symphonies where they just, it it reminds me a lot of Santa's Workshop Mm -hmm. because they just have all these Cute little bunnies getting all the things ready for Easter. They sculpt the chocolate. In this picture, you see them sculpting the chocolate Easter bunnies. They actually have a model, a nude model. <laughs> <laughs> but then they show them like making the eggs, you know, dyeing yeah, the eggs and
2: painting them different patterns and things. Yeah,
0: like the paint, it's got its checkerboard colored paint. And they just paint it right on the egg as a checkerboard. It's kind of funny yeah all different visual gags yeah so, this is um, one of the
2: shorts that i w- watched over and over as a kid and i love it i never get tired of it
0: yeah it's it's really adorable yeah and uh it it's it's um just one of those classic early color silly symphonies that's mm-hmm. one of the best ones i think but yeah i had totally to, agree we definitely had to include as a whole group, the funny little bunnies. So they're number 10. So Ruthie, yes. who's number nine?
2: Number nine is Max Hare. And he is from the um, animated shorts, you know, the tortoise and the hare. And I think there was like the tortoise returns. Is that the
0: name of it? Or I think it was Toby tortoise returns. Cause the, the, mm-hmm. the tortoise was Toby. Yeah. And in the, in the sequel, it was a boxing match. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the first one, the first was, one
2: just, was like a, a
0: track race. Yeah, it was the original story mm-hmm. of the, the, the race between the tortoise and the hare. And then, um, he was, I think he was in a couple cameos in some of those ones where they had like all, like, like the Mickey's Polo team. I think he was oh, in, mm-hmm. in the audience. He might have even been one of the people riding the horses. Mm-hmm. But like he was in a few cameos but his real fame was in the comic books. He had a whole series of comic books. Huh. He was actually a very popular character in the 30s for Disney. One of the most popular. I mean, we're talking this is before you know all the the famous short subject. I mean, the famous feature length. Like it's before Snow White, Pinocchio, Dumbo, so the the characters from the shorts were a lot more of a big thing in the 30s than they are now.
1: Yeah. And that's all
0: there was for Disney at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Max Hare, definitely important because he was in a series of shorts and in a bunch of comic books. Right. So, the next one is from another series of shorts. Right. <laughs> and features and and not necessarily comic books but a little television animation and, and that would be Rabbit from the Winnie the Pooh series mm-hmm. and Rabbit's kind of a funny character because most of the characters in the Winnie the Pooh land, the Hundred Acre Wood are very just carefree and just kind of take life as it comes but Rabbit's not like that he worries he's he's uh uh what do you call it ocd yes
2: (laughs) he definitely has multiple anxiety
0: disorders
1: (laughs) yeah that are undiagnosed
0: (laughs) and he's a worker he's a lot more concerned about gathering his his carrots for the winter than the other animals in the 100 Acre are.
2: Right. Yep. And storing food for the winter and things like that. And, and he's not very friendly. Uh, like, he doesn't really want to share. He only right. saves enough for himself.
1: <laughs>
0: right. And the other thing is that, like, he's Tigger's favorite victim. Because, right. because he's so, like, susceptible to being annoyed Tigger loves to annoy him the most of anybody (laughs) so rabbit Winnie the Pooh and who is our next character our next victim
2: (laughs) our next not victim our next choice is our number 7 choice for Disney bunnies is the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland
0: Well, I say victim because (laughs) he's kind of at the beck and call of the Queen of Hearts. And the whole reason he's freaking out through the whole movie is because he's afraid he's going to get his head cut off, basically, if he doesn't come through with what his requirements are for the Queen of Hearts. The reason he's late is he's going to be late to the croquet match. So... And then he can't find his gloves. That's why the whole Marianne sequence happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, voiced by the same person who did Mr. Smee and the Professor Al and who else? What other voices did that? Was it what was his name?
2: Was it is it Bill Thomas or Thompson?
0: Bill Thompson. Yeah. Oh, he was also the. Uh, Ranger Audubon Woodlore. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a lot of Disney voices. And We actually, didn't we just talk about him in a recent episode? Not too yeah. long ago. In Sleeping Beauty because he yeah. played the mm-hmm. father of Prince Philip. Right. King Hubert. Mm-hmm. So, the next character comes from the same film. And so our number six is the March Hare Voice by Jerry Colonna, and you'll recognize Jerry Colonna's voice. Good morning! <laughs> <laughs> he also did the narration for the Casey Jones short mm-hmm. from 1950. Mm-hmm. And he just—he was a—he was also did the narration for the KC of the Bat from the 1946 segment from Make Mine Music. Mm-hmm. So he had just a crazy voice. So I mean, if they were gonna do a crazy character, they had to have him.
2: Yeah, that voice is perfect
1: for that character. And
0: him with Ed Wynn, it's like crazy yeah. on steroids. <laughs>
2: Do you know if they sat at a table And acted this whole scene out together They did, I've seen pictures of
0: it Yeah, with Kathleen Beaumont All three Uh of them Wow Yeah, they actually did And the animators used that for reference Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Yeah, they that's acted why out the I figured scene. they probably
2: did something like that. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't think any uh, of the actual footage exists of the of the film footage, but there's lots of photographs. Mm-hmm. It's like, too bad. They don't have film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our next rabbit is a brother rabbit, rare rabbit. <laughs> did you know? Right. Fun fact: Brer means brother. I did know <laughs> that. <laughs> So, Br'er Rabbit from Song of the South, and probably more people today remember him from Splash Mountain. Yep. But he was originally a character in Song of the South, kind of the lead animated character from that film. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, just uh, always getting into trouble with Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. But he always gets himself out of it he he uses his wits brain yep. over brawn is sort of the, the moral lesson for most of these uh, of the, the stories involving him mm-hmm. yeah yeah now the next rabbit is who Ruthie it's Judy Hopps from Zootopia right and I actually just watched Zootopia two days ago because Ruthie <laughs> finally made me watch it. And I was I'm, telling
2: him what a great character Judy is.
0: And yeah, so he had to see it for himself. We had her a lot lower on the list originally because I didn't have any connection to her. I'd never seen the movie. And I, and after seeing the movie, because Ruthie wanted her even higher than four, mm-hmm. I think you wanted her number two, didn't you? It was two or three. Because we had, we sort of put this list together, so we had to, like, compromise and... Yes. Because this is, like, <laughs> a consensus between both of us. So, yeah. originally, I think I had her at 8, then because Ruthie was so enamored with her, I caved in and we moved it up to, I think, 6, and then mm-hmm. I, I watched the movie, and then I decided we could move it up to four. So, because I actually did really enjoy the movie and I really liked her character. Yeah, I love her character. But the next three, I couldn't put her ahead of because I just feel like the next three are more classic Yeah. Disney, so Yeah.
2: Well, Judy is just a really great kind of like a modern character because, yeah. you know, she's a, a small animal, but she doesn't let her size keep her down, keep her yeah. from, you know, making, you know, attaining her goals and, and doing what she sets out in life to do. She also doesn't let, uh, you know, the fact that she's a um, prey, not a predator, keep her from doing what she needs to do and interacting with other animals and things like that. So I just love her spunk, and she's just a, such
0: a great character. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was very cleverly written, Mm-hmm. well-paced. Like, there was everything had a point like there's certain things that happened earlier in the movie that come back and they actually had a point for showing that earlier so i always appreciate that they didn't waste time with nonsense in this movie everything has a like everything is like a perfectly sculpted story yeah which i appreciated in an unexpected
2: good. ending, too.
0: Yes, if you haven't seen it. I was totally not expecting the ending at all. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. And usually <laughs> I, I can figure those things out, but if you can trick me, then it's a good plot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, the next one on our list is going way back the,
1: the original. very first
0: Disney Rabbit. Yeah. Oswald. The older cousin of mickey yeah, (laughs) predated mickey because for those who don't know originally walt began drawing oswald and then the character got taken away from him in sort of a series of misfortunate events and so he then created mickey instead but originally it would have been oswald had it not been taken away from him and who knows what would have happened But Oswald is now back in the Disney canon again because uh, several years ago uh, um, Bob Iger actually got the rights back to the character and his Mm -hmm. past film library and everything is now again under the control and ownership of the walt disney company um they actually did did the trading agreement with uh universal and they got oswald and universal got some espn sportscaster or something i don't know
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway.
0: and they released
2: a Disney Treasures tin with all of the Oswald yeah. cartoons. Yeah, and
0: I, I have that one, yeah. hmm Right. Well, not all of them, but the ones that Disney produced. Because they didn't get the... Because Oswald continued to make continued, shorts. Continued, yeah, yeah, after. Yeah, after mm-hmm. Disney. And Disney doesn't own those. They just own the ones that were produced by the Disney company. Mm-hmm. So now the next character is your favorite, Ruthie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We had a big debate over this one, I'll tell you. We'll tell you in a second. But who is the next one, Ruthie? It is Thumper from Bambi. Okay, so if I had my way, Thumper would have been number one. But Ruthie, if she had her way he would have been like number 9 or 10 yeah
1: 9 yeah
0: so there was a problem with that (laughs) (laughs) because I absolutely love Thumper and I I would say he's my favorite Disney bunny and he's probably one of my favorite Disney characters ever he's like definitely in my top 10 favorite Disney animated characters and he's probably in my top 5 favorite Disney sidekicks which would be another fun topic we could do in the mm-hmm. future, Ruthie. That is true, yeah. yeah. But um, I was like, there's no way he can be anything less than... I will give you the number one spot, Ruthie, but I... he has to be number two. Only because he's not only one of my favorite bunnies. He's not only only my favorite bunny, but he's one of my all-time favorite characters. And I don't want to have him on a list that I'm involved with where he's anything less than two. Mm-hmm. And what was your reasoning for not wanting him higher on the list,
1: Ruthie? So i wasn't I'm not really a big his fan. fault. Yeah. No, it's not
2: his fault. It's definitely not his fault. But I'm not a big fan of, ba- of Bambi. Just because watching that film as a kid, it was a little bit traumatic, the things that happened with Bambi's mother dying or being killed and then the forest fire. And so I always had like these feelings of, you know, that this movie was kind of, you know, a lot of bad things happen. And so it was, you know, hard for me to get over that. So, and since he's a part of the film, I always, I knew that he was the best part of the film and I still agree that, so I actually rewatched Bambi today and I was able to look at the movie a little bit differently because I'm obviously an adult now, I'm not a child, so I'm not looking at the events and being afraid and and thinking of these things that are happening as a child, I was able to appreciate the film for its artistic value and for it, you know, just the fact that it's such a classic Disney film. And I definitely appreciate him. He he probably has the most lines in the whole film.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's and not a lot of dialogue.
2: I know there isn't. Um, but he's such a uh, he's a really cute character, and and that film would not be the same without him so i definitely think he is very necessary and he's a great character for that film but i still bambi is still not one of my favorite disney animated films so that was my reasoning
0: well i just think he's absolutely adorable he is his voice and his spunk yes and He's I think he, I think out of any any Disney bunny, he would most likely be the Easter bunny. Yes. He looks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, and I don't have a problem with our number one choice. He would have been my number two, okay. so I was okay with us going with this rabbit. But <laughs> who would that be, Ruthie? If you
2: guys haven't guessed it yet, it is Roger Rabbit. I love this character. I love Roger Rabbit. We recently did an episode on the film, and I picked him as my favorite character. He's hilarious. He's he's funny. He's just, I mean, that that movie is just so practically perfect in every way, and it's because of him, and I love this character, and that's why I had to put him as number one.
0: I just, he's a, you know, he's fun. He's a likable, memorable character. Mm Mm-hmm. Very underutilized, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Now, there aren't a lot of Disney rabbits. In fact, we had a little bit of difficulty (laughs) coming up with a list to begin with. But after we finally figured out the list, then we're like, oh, but what about this one? Oh, but what about that one? So we actually have five honorable mentions that we should bring up. And hmm, the first... Well, two of them are from the same movie, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And one of them is from a movie that we've already mentioned. But the Skippy is from the 73 uh, animated feature Robin Hood. And Miss Bunny is from Bambi. She, when Thumper gets older, Miss Bunny ends up being his love interest mm-hmm. and she's also had quite a life in the parks she's a walk-around character in the parks and usually she'll appear around easter time alongside thumper as a walk-around character so that mm-hmm. she's kind of lived on beyond the film mother rabbit is also from robin hood and she's actually the mother of skippy and about a hundred other rabbits because <laughs> you know what they say about rabbits yes Lucky Jack. What was he from, Ruthie? He's from Home Your on the favorite. Range. Your, yeah. Her favorite movie <laughs> is Home on the right. Range. She loves it. Can't, <laughs> she can't get enough. And then the next one is a future character who we've only seen so far in previews, but he's going to be in the upcoming Toy Story 4. And he's actually a carnival prize, as far as we can tell. And mm-hmm. he's he is he Keenan or which one's Keenan and which one's Peel? Cuz it's um, Keenan and Peel are the bunny. I'm not really the, sure. Well, one of the, the either the chicken or the bunny is Keenan or Peel, one or the other. Yeah. But they're sort of a duo, but we're mo- mainly focusing on bunnies. so we're talking about whoever the bunny right. is <laughs> being played and by. And he seemed
2: very funny. He he yeah. was in like the little short trailer where he was yeah. impersonating um, Buzz
0: Lightyear. Yeah, and they're trying to tell him, you know. The catchphrase they were trying to remember the catchphrase. Yeah, and they got into an (laughs) argument over the catchphrase.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, that is our top 10 Disney bunnies. Yes. So, let's move on to the news.
1: the far corners of the earth from across the seven seas the news of the day for the leaders of tomorrow the Mickey Mouse Newsreel dedicated to you, the leaders of the 21st century
0: Well, we got more Easter for you <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the different events happening around the world uh at all the disney parks for easter and uh we're going to start with the american parks first of all and the uh, very first american park would of course be disneyland even though you're looking at a picture from disney world we're going to talk about the events, all of the many, many, many extensive events happening at Disneyland this year. <laughs> 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 there's actually only one, That's we're being facetious, because there's actually right. not really much happening at all for Easter in Disneyland, and there never is. Right. There used to be a lot more believe it or not, than they have now. Usually, like, the holidays have gotten bigger and bigger, but in the case of Easter, at least in the, in the American parks, it seems to be getting smaller and smaller every year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and at Disneyland, they used to have an Easter parade every year, and, you know, they used to have an Easter egg hunt with Thumper and different things, but now what they do is this thing called the Egg stravaganza. And it's basically, it's only if you want to participate. So anybody who doesn't celebrate Easter basically um, doesn't have to be involved. And I think that's one of the reasons, not to get too political or religious or anything, but I think that Ruthie and I believe that the reason Easter isn't as celebrated in the American parks is because it has a very strong religious connection and so disney tries to stay secular and not you know get into religion too much so when the overseas parks they are much more able to separate like we do with christmas they're able to separate the religious and the non-religious aspects i think Mm -hmm. it's a little more Controversial in the states. That's only me guessing why they don't have more in the parks for Easter, but that's my best guess. But that being yeah. said, um, what the Egg Extravaganza is is they basically just put eggs all over the park that are painted to look like different Disney characters, and you can buy a map. How much is that map?
2: It's six ninety nine plus tax. <laughs> and you get a map and then you get stickers
0: stickers and as you find each uh egg you put your little sticker that matches on your map and when your map is full you bring it to a redemption place and then they give you a prize which is probably worth like 50 cents so basically (laughs) i hope not but it's probably
2: like a, a button or something like that yeah
0: yeah but i mean the thing is with this is i don't understand the point of it because you can just put all the stickers on and say that you saw them all right. or they'll right. even just give you your prize without having all the stickers on there mhm so it just seems like they need to first of all it should be free right it should it, it, it's stupid to not have it be free it should just be included in the price of your absorbent admission which it is they can afford <laughs> right. to give you a little little a piece, piece of paper, paper and some with stickers, stickers. Yeah, yeah basically and second of all they should have a cast member stamping it mm-hmm. instead right. of you know hand or handing you the sticker like if they don't want to give out all the stickers and lose money on the sticker on if they're not going to participate you say that you can only get a sticker from a cast member who validates that you saw the egg. Right. I just don't like how it's not... It's very loosey-goosey, and it's not... It's not official or anything. I mean, right. the, eggs, the eggs are adorable, but... They are. But, I mean... It's not that much of a challenge, really, because the eggs are huge. Like, how right. are you not going to see them? And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just... Uh, when, because I remember the Thumper Egg Hunt, which was a real egg hunt, and it was the designated part of the park, and they, you just went out and you found eggs, and if you found mm. like certain eggs, had prizes, and mm-hmm. it was just you know you didn't have to pay extra for it, it just came with the price of admission, right. It, just seemed a lot better. I don't know. But that's the only thing they're doing in Disneyland for Easter. That's it. Yeah. Disney World has quite a bit more than Disneyland. Mm-hmm. First of all, they do have a me and greet with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny. So, the interesting thing is the Easter Bunny, who's now officially, I guess, the Easter Bunny costume mm-hmm. used to be the White Rabbit, and he uh, would just okay. he would just dress differently when he was being the Easter Bunny. But now, because the the White Rabbit they use now looks a lot more like the the rabbit in the movie, because mm-hmm. he never really looked exactly like the rabbit from the movie. But I guess they figured he was close enough. But right, this white, costume, yeah. this costume. <laughs> pretty much has been around since Walt Disney's time, like from the the mid-60s. It really hasn't changed. And so that was, for years, the official White Rabbit costume. And he would wear like the, that thing with the heart on the front of it, you know, with the Mm -hmm. sash around his neck, and he'd have a watch. But now they just use this costume as the Easter Bunny, and they have a completely different costume for the White Rabbit, which is just I just thought I'd throw out a little trivia for you all. Yeah, interesting. But you, I don't re-
2: understand why they don't do this meet and greet at Disneyland.
0: I don't either. I don't. I have no idea. It's. it's
2: I mean, people still take their kids to the mall to get pictures taken with the Easter Bunny, so i don't know why they don't i I don't i don't know
0: why it's okay to do it in disney world but not disneyland either right agree (laughs) but anyway the um they they will meet you in town square in in the magic kingdom right around easter time for pictures Mm -hmm. and also because a lot of people stay at disney world They actually offer, if you're staying there during Easter, they actually offer church services inside the Contemporary Resort. and Just on Easter Sunday? Actually, no, Ruthie. They do offer them year-round. Yeah, including Easter. Yeah, so anybody who is on vacation and would like to attend church during their vacation... Uh. Can do so at the I didn't realize. I tour. thought it was just for Easter. Well, I don't know if it still is, but when I used to buy those David Bromback books, mm-hmm. you know, the touring guides, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it said in there, back in the day, that they offered them every Sunday. They had a hmm. the service, they had a Catholic Mass, and then they had a Protestant Mass. Or they don't call it, they call it a service if it's Protestant. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think they have two catholic masses on easter sunday which is normally they only have one, Oh, and then okay they have a protestant mass as well just one at least that's mm-hmm. what it was last year the schedule for this year hasn't been released yet but i read an article that said what it was last year and i'll probably be the same but it's actually inside the um fantasia ballroom couldn't find any photographs of the church service. I think maybe they they discourage taking pictures during the mm-hmm. service, so it is a little disrespectful, I guess, to do so, but it would have been interesting to see a picture, but anyway. Right.
2: Even if it was just, like, an empty room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a room they use for other things, so it's just like a... You know, it's just like one of those rooms they use for corporate yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't know which room was used for the nixon speech i wonder if it's the Uh, same one uh you know the i'm not a crook speech yeah it'd be funny if that's where they held the church services in the same room they're still trying to cleanse it yeah right (laughs) Just a joke. (laughs) So, sort of happening in in the same conjunction, it sort of, it does tie into the theme of Easter, is the flower and garden event at uh, Epcot. So, I mean, if you're celebrating Easter, this would definitely put you in the Easter spirit, the Easter mood with all these topiaries and beautiful floral displays and everything, so... Even though it's not specifically Easter, there are little hints that give you sort of that Easter feel. Yeah. Especially, I found this this uh, display with the characters from Bambi, which Ruthie hates. <laughs> no, I don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've got. I think fl- those are
0: cute. Flower, Thumper, and Bambi, and it looks like a scene right out of the movie. But it also, yeah. to me, looks very eastery. Mm -hmm. but it's there for the whole flower and garden so you can find little touches of easter throughout epcot even though it's not specific to easter
2: but it's like springtime and you know things are in bloom you know that
0: goes along with easter so so what in case our audience are our west coasters or haven't experienced the um Flower and Garden. Give us a little rundown, Ruthie, of some of the things that you can find at the Flower and Garden Festival.
2: So they have, so they basically have these booths up pretty much year-round. So for each of the four festivals they have at Epcot, but they have like these booths where they um, serve food. So um, they have different, um, you know, booths where they're serving.
0: Yeah. Like for all the, like they're all around the countries. but they have countries that aren't part of like they have other countries like they have a brazil booth or a or like a an african booth or countries that aren't included in the regular world showcase countries right Mm -hmm. so you get even more of a variety of different international goodies what else do
2: they have They have tons of these topiary displays throughout the entire park, and I mean, this is just one of them that we have up here, but they are literally like the most amazing things I've ever seen, and I mean, they are works of art, and it's just awesome to look at these and to see. I mean, they have one that's like Beauty and the Beast with a bell and the beast dancing, and it's just, it's huge. and.
1: Yeah, and they they're are not, so awesome.
0: They're not like somebody just glued the flowers on. They're real right. live topiaries, yeah.
1: So, I mean, that, that take, right there. Is...
0: Some of them can take like 10 years to grow or more.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing to see all of those. Um, they also have like other garden spaces. So they do plant, um, you know, other spaces up a little bit more around it you know do some landscaping and stuff to kind of you know
1: yeah. make
2: areas more colorful and things like that um, i think
0: they do have a whole butterfly garden mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. think they do
2: too they have like inspirational exhibits like how to garden and like tours or like around the the different areas and things like that they also have an outdoor concert series that has like different bands that come you know kind of yeah. like uh list bands that come and play at epcot
0: yeah a lot of a lot of people really look forward to that because it's a, mm-hmm. a lot of the bands that were popular when people our age were younger right or maybe, like i know
2: i think uh tiffany goes there yearly yeah, and she yeah plays a concert you know and this is free so you yeah, go in there it's included yeah and in your price of admission it's So you can go in there and and in the night, you can just uh, wait for the concert and and get to see somebody, you know, maybe that you never thought you would see in concert, but they're there. So that's kind of cool. And then of course they have like specialty merchandise to commemorate Flower and Garden Festival. And they always make, you know, a new like artistic theme to, uh, you know, celebrate this festival. So I think it's really cool. It's definitely worth, you know, experiencing if you haven't
0: seen it before. So they also have an extravaganza at Epcot, just like the one at Disneyland in California. But for this one, you go around to all the different countries, and you find the egg in each country, and you get a sticker. And this is the little map that they give you that you put all your stickers on. And after you fill it up, just like in California, you get a prize. So um again you have to pay for this it's basically the exact same thing
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that's all part of epcot so going back to the kingdom on easter sunday they actually do have a pre-parade unlike disneyland they actually do acknowledge that yes today is easter sunday <laughs> <laughs> And so one thing they've been doing for several years now is they invite this group of um, young women um, from Mobile, Alabama, who are part of a, um, some sort of a civic organization. And they wear these pastel colored, uh, what they call antebellum gowns, which are basically southern Belle gowns. Mm-hmm. And they uh, do kind of a little promenade down Main Street before the, the regular parade starts. And they usually have a few Disney characters also dressed up in Easter costumes. And they always have Mr. and Mrs. Bunny. They're usually on some sort of a little float or sometimes they're in a car, like an antique car driving mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. them. So it's just a little acknowledgement that it is Easter, and then that's it. (laughs) Hmm. Probably, though, in Florida, to me, the biggest thing that they do there for Easter happens next door to the kingdom at the Grand Floridian. What, What goes on over there, Ruthie? So they have an annual
2: chocolate Easter egg display, and this is not just any
0: chocolate Easter egg
2: display. Yeah. Just like they do at Christmas, the way that they decorate the Grand Floridian, they go all out. So they are hand-making these chocolate Easter eggs with, you know, Disney's designs, and they are Each so one amazing. Is
0: unique. They have about, yeah. I think they have about 40 of them every year. And they're all made by all the master chefs who work throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. I think each one gets an egg each year, and they get to put it on display. And sometimes a lot of the themes come back. Like, I know they always have a Pinocchio one, Mm -hmm. but um, every year they do have some unique ones. And actually, people go from all over the resort to to look at this. It's very popular. Here's a close-up of some of the cute ones. This one's um, Lady and the Tramp, and if you look closely, the egg is actually seated on a bed of spaghetti. It's <laughs> so cute. Aww. And then the the, um, the behind it, the cats, they're on top of like what looks like a piano mm-hmm. keyboard, and it's all just really cute, decorated with bunnies all around and everything. Mm-hmm. It's very Eastery probably the most easter-y thing in disney world i would say oh yeah definitely here's one from this year that i really thought was cute they have a whole little em- or, um munchkin village and they've got the yellow brick road and if you go up that little path on the on the um left that'll lead you up to a giant egg that is um all colored and shiny green emerald it's the emerald egg i guess <laughs> the emerald <laughs> city egg yeah and here's a few more really cute ones and the thing is uh, that mini one is so cute <laughs> yeah the thing is ruthie and i were like we could show every picture like you want to go to wdw what was the article we used for this ruthie
2: okay it was um photos 2019 easter egg display at disney's grand californian resort and spa by Henry henry taylor for wdw news today and it's april 1st 2019 find yeah. this
0: article find that article because these are just four of about i'd say there's about 50 pictures on that
2: oh my gosh they are amazing
0: and they even have ones from the years before you can there's all there's links to like last year's and the year because they've been doing this for about at least five years or maybe even longer so Mm -hmm. you can go check that out now they also have a lot of gift items available throughout the whole resort if you know where to look it's not as widespread as you would think but certain places are designated and you can buy pre-made easter baskets if you're going to be staying there during easter and you want to give your child you know the easter bunny treatment you can buy Mm -hmm. all your stuff there they've got all the the goods pre-made baskets and i think they've got stuff so you can make your own baskets as well and uh there's also lots of goodies throughout the parks that are easter themed so if you know where to look and you know what you know where to find it you can celebrate easter in the states probably (laughs) easier probably easier in florida right in california but and the thing about california is you can just like go somewhere else and do your easter stuff here you when you're there you're sort of stuck there right it's so big but if you really want to celebrate easter you got to go to japan (laughs) Yes, the other
2: side of the world (laughs) yeah because the
0: japanese parks go insane during easter it's like they don't have any cultural connection to Easter. It's like a more recent thing that they've sort of discovered, and it's like become like huge. I think it's it's all because of their cute culture that they're into, and mm-hmm. the the whole the pastel colors, the bunnies, the d- little chickens, and it just has this appeal to the Japanese. Yeah, and so both parks in. Um, japan have big celebrations that last for two months yeah from april through june believe it or not right now last year they didn't have it because they were doing their 35th anniversary thing but je- normally they have a big to-do and originally it was just the magic kingdom and in the past few years it's even expanded to also include disney sea so it's crazy the amount of stuff so if you thought the eggs in the grand floridian were awesome where do you see some of the decorations for for the magic kingdom in in japan here's what they do at their main entrance (laughs) so cute these look like the bunnies from Funny Little Bunnies. I think they're they yeah. supposed to be modeled after them. They look pretty much like them, but Huey, Dewey, and Louie are helping them gather the eggs. I love um, it. It's
1: so cute. <laughs>
0: so lots of pastel colors, big decorations. If you look off to the uh, right, you'll see some sort of a weird hand and sort of a mechanical maybe thing. Which is something they recently added. We'll get into the, what exactly that is in a minute. But the main focus here of these little bunnies, thats they've been doing that at Tokyo Disneyland, these decorations, for many years now. That's nothing new. But here's some more of this, the decorations throughout the Magic Kingdom in Japan. They have the eggs also, like they have mm-hmm. in, the, in the States but they're not part of their egg hunt. They do something different for their egg hunt. These are just meant to be decorations. So they just sort of put different eggs around that are themed to whatever attraction they're near. So I'm assuming the ones down on the bottom there are near the teacup ride. Mm -hmm. And uh, people go crazy for the bunny ears there too. They sell tons of bunny ears. Which people... I don't, I don't even think they sell bunny ears in the parks in the States. Yeah, I don't think so either. And then throughout the park, they have all of these elaborate displays with decorations. There's This one's called the Easter Garden. And I think it's near the castle, off to the side mm. of the castle. And it's got all these bunnies and Mickey and Minnie and just all these beautiful, colorful decorations. It's really... They go way out. It's almost as big as christmas is yeah If not even bigger there Mm -hmm. than christmas so you want to explain to everybody ruthie who this fella is okay so because easter is so
2: big at tokyo they have a easter character that only comes out during easter time and his name is usatama and Mm -hmm. he unleashes mayhem across the park and he is—he um, was just introduced, or he debuted in 2018. Um, 2017. And, I mean, 2017. Because they didn't
0: do him last; they didn't right. have Easter last year.
2: So he took a break last year, but he's back again this year. Yeah. And um, so there's a story behind him. So it follows that Mickey and friends were using a new Easter egg making machine, or an egg making machine, and suddenly the machine started producing strange eggs with arms, legs, and bunny ears and (laughs) so that must have been what you you saw like the arm of it yeah it's up at the front yeah so the name comes from a combination of two japanese words the one word is for rabbit which is usagi and egg which is tama so it's usatama Mm -hmm. and so once the usatama was created they ran off and caused trouble all across tokyo disneyland
0: yeah basically it translates into bunny egg yeah, yeah. And
2: the he's all over the place, like different, um, you know, displays, and you know, finding him, like you know, looking like he's, you know, causing trouble and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So he's I think sort it's of cute. There, <laughs> one scene up in the top right. He's stealing the 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 Chippendale egg, and the mm-hmm. real Chip is chasing after him. <laughs> and then. You know so they have these little displays in addition to all the other decorations they have these also throughout the park where he sort of looks like he's trying to cause problems yeah and so they used to have a regular Easter egg hunt but now they have a, a special hunt where you're looking for the uh, Ositama instead and the parade that debuted in 2017 came back this year and it's all centered around him as well. And it shows all the different Disney characters in their machines trying to catch Usitama. And if you look at the one with uh, with um, Judy Hops, she's mm-hmm. standing on like a dog catching machine that has filled with them all behind bars. <laughs> And the one with Mickey up at the top left, it looks like he has some sort of a vacuum machine that's sucking them up. So they're all (laughs) kind of going around trying to capture all these eggs on the loose here. So it's really cute and clever, and I love it. I I I wish they I don't know why they can't do this in the states. I think people would adore this.
2: Yeah, it's called Usatama on the Run, and it's like yeah. a high-energy, like, yeah. parade. Which So it sounds like, you know, kind of like Disney Play Parade that they had, where, you know, get interactive with the audience yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should totally do this. looks so fun.
0: And before they started doing this specific parade, they still had a huge Easter parade every year. And, like, every couple of years, they'd completely have a brand-new one. They'd mm-hmm. release the soundtrack on CD. And, I mean people would buy the cd like it was huge It was it's a big thing in japan it really yeah. is um that's why it lasts two months because it's so popular There's right so high demand for it here's another cute picture some of the dancers in the parade and they're all dressed in pastel colors the costumes are just so fun and i know i love these the little usitamas they're holding they've all got different colors there's the pink one and the blue one and the green one all pastel colors it's adorable so in addition to all that like I mentioned instead of the traditional egg hunt now they have the usitama chasers so you can participate in sort of the same thing they do in California with the egg extravaganza, but instead you're looking for usitama and you get stickers and everything for that so, and this one's free. And it's free. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, Easter's huge. And not only that, but like the Disneyland band, because they have their own Disneyland band there, too. They actually wear Easter colors. They have a special Easter uniform, which, I mean, that's another little touch they don't have in right. the States. Mm-hmm. And tons of merchandise. Yeah, like we said, they have the bunny ears. They have, you know, ones for men, ones for you know the baseball caps with ears on them. Mm-hmm. They have the whole. And the thing is, you can only buy like certain stuff. You can only buy in the Kingdom, and other stuff you can only buy at Disney Sea. We'll get into what they do at Disney Sea. There's a whole other thing happening over there. Right. But the whole thing here is the Usitama, and it's like it's fairly new. It's only the second time they've done it, and already like it's like huge. People mm-hmm. love this. They have the little keychain plushes. One has a parachute. <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> they also have a whole line of uh, of souvenirs centered around Miss Bunny and Thumper from Bambi. You can see there's a plate and a mug here that you can buy. And there's all sorts of other... There's stationery and, I mean, anything you can imagine with the Thumper and Miss Bunny theme, too. So basically, that's what you can buy in the kingdom, is all the Thomas stuff, any generic Easter stuff, and then the whole line of Thumper and Miss Bunny. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's another thing. They've got, like, specific merchandise for specific parks, which I like, too. They don't really do yeah. that in California or Florida, either. Right. hmm The food is a whole other can of worms.
2: I mean, so- they could definitely do this in the state parks. I mean, they can make egg-themed Easter menus. It doesn't have yeah. to be necessarily be... As, elaborate as these pictures are but they can have specialty like egg dishes and things like that just for Easter
0: did you write down some of the things they have? yeah
2: so Huey, Dewey, and Louie's Good Time Cafe will serve scrambled eggs and ham cutlets on an egg-shaped bread roll and Grandma Sarah's kitchen you might find rice shapes that looks like broken eggs so I know you have a picture of that up there at the top left yeah so that's like rice shaped to look like an eggshell broken
0: yeah right i think it's that first one yeah on the left it's kind of a brown color yeah and it's so it must be brown rice and then it looks like it's cracked and there's something in between it and then they've got these cone things that are egg treats with a green tortilla chip in them for some reason (laughs) and then they've got all sorts of easter themed desserts and they've Mm. even got easter themed beverages i mean it's crazy right (laughs) and everything looks so cute and adorable yeah like almost too good to eat like you don't want to ruin how pretty they are
2: You know? Yeah, they're all like works of art. <laughs> I know. Beautiful.
0: I don't know how they taste, but they sure look interesting. I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> they look a little exotic for me, maybe. I mean, I'll try anything, but that doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I'll right. try it, but, you know. Anyway, that is just the Magic Kingdom. Tokyo Disney Sea is a whole other thing. And they've got a character which they've actually introduced just this year. Brand new for 2019. And who's this little guy? These little chicky guys with bunny ears.
2: So this little guy is named Usapio, <laughs> And the he, so the name comes from similar to Usatama. The word for rabbit and then the sound a chick makes so it's Usagi is rabbit, and then Pio is the sound that a chick makes, so Usapio. So Pio.
0: Be, it would be like buddy chirp
1: in yeah. English. <laughs> or,
0: or buddy tweet. Yeah. <laughs> now what's funny is, even though these look like they could have been the, what came out of the uh, Usatama, because they've got, like, shoes on and they've got bunny ears Uh, according to disney they're not hatched out of the Usutama. they're just regular chickens that when they were born mickey and minnie stuck bunny ears on them yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay did they glue them on what do they how exactly (laughs) did they give them their shoes too what what's going on here is this a case of animal cruelty what's going on anyway This is the character that's now being featured. So, it's like each park has their little mascot for Easter Mm -hmm. now. Which is adorable. Yeah. So, and it gives you a reason to go to both parks because they're both doing something different. So, the entrance is also decorated. A little bit more to tie in with their theme of the Mediterranean Harbor. But it's still, they give it a whole... Easter decor before you go in and this year they've changed out their decorations so now they're all themed to Usapayo and this little Ferris wheel has little Usapayo and I guess Usapayo is plural because it's it's not just one it's like a whole grouping of these little and again I don't know what a group of chicks is called either
2: yeah, it's the same thing with Ustatama. That's also like a it's plural. It's a group. It, yeah, it's not yeah. just
0: one. It's a group of these creatures. Mm-hmm. So they've got all sorts of decorations all over the park that are themed with the this new character. And it's again new for 2019. It's not the first time they've done Easter at uh, at Disney Sea, but it's this is a new, you know, a new theme for them. Yeah before they did fashionably easter which was more about you know pretty easter clothing and they did you know mickey and minnie wearing dapper it was like kind of like a dapper dapper day that lasted two two months is basically what it used to be but now they're doing this instead and they have a whole live show with this character and all the disney characters and it's not there's a stage right in front of the harbor but then the show kind of continues on and boats come out <laughs> and the characters are floating around on the harbor on boats it's pretty insane yeah how that sounds really is. fun and it, it, they do it several times a day, and it's like a huge, like 25 minute musical stage show. What's mm-hmm. it
2: called? It's called Tip Top Easter Harbor Show.
0: Yeah, right. I saw a couple videos of it online. It's hard to find because most of them are in Japanese, like the descriptions. Mm. So you have, when you go, on, they're on YouTube, but if you want to check it out, just look up Tip Top tip-top easter uh disney sea and you'll find several videos it just premiered about a week ago it's brand 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 new so Mm. now the other thing they do is they used to also have an easter egg hunt type deal at uh, disney sea but now they've changed it to what they're calling a quiz and I'm not, we don't have a lot of details about exactly what this is. I don't know if it's some sort of a quiz where you have to go around the park and get clues or something, but um, it's called Be a Usapayo Friend, and you somehow have to p- do a quiz, and I guess there's prizes or something involved if you win the quiz. But that's <laughs> all we know. They, they didn't give out a lot of details yet. Right. Right. And also, they've got adorable plush everywhere. Elusipayo, yeah. the uh, harbor band. What is? What are they called, Ruthie? Uh, Maritime
2: band. The Tokyo the Mar-
0: Disney Sea Maritime band. Yeah, they dress up, and they have bunny ears.
2: I think those outfits are so cute.
0: They are. I love pastel. I know. Not. All the time, but an occasional pastel is pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. This fits the, you know, the time. Yeah, the theme and everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, after winter, it's so cold, you want to see some
0: bright, colorful things. And then again, in all the shops, it's Ussupayo everywhere, all day, Mm -hmm. all long. And again, (laughs) they've got tons of exclusive food in that park, too. Which is. Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a cultural difference, but hey, I would I mean it all looks good. It just to me when like the California parks do like special food, it usually isn't like they don't do special like egg dishes. <laughs> like yeah. they'll do like a right. special dessert or something, but this is just like very different thinking like Mm -hmm. to do an easter themed spaghetti dish is not exactly what you would expect in california's disneyland but they also have here all sorts of wacky flavorful unique beverages which you know i get tired of soda all the time i want to try something different you know so Mm -hmm. i would be all about these drinks and all these really unique looking little desserts. And the thing I like about the desserts, they're they tiny and they're just enough to give you a little taste of sweetness where it's not like, oh, I feel like I'm going to throw up now. When you're a right. di- it like in Florida, like, everything is so huge and big and when you eat, you know, all the snacks and everything it's like, it's too much. Especially mm-hmm. when you're in the hot sun and so that is what they do in japan for easter and you know again i just feel like this is a lost opportunity for the american parks i don't understand why they don't i mean maybe they'll try out some more things because i mean they didn't used to have halloween at all in the in the parks either that's true
2: right and they've definitely stepped that up
0: yeah so I mean maybe they'll start seeing how successful it is in Tokyo I mean maybe at some point it'll little by little trickle down over to the states stateside parks but I'm just jealous of Tokyo everything they do is so big and and over the top it's just I wish the the American parks were like this what do you think
2: I totally agree. I think it's so fun. I don't think it takes away from any sort of, you know, religious celebration that somebody wants to have for Easter. I think this is it's I think it's just pretty generic. Yeah. Very fun and colorful and you
0: know, and cute.
2: Yeah, I don't, and understand. I, I, don't I don't see why.
0: I don't understand why people are okay with Christmas and they're okay with separating the secular from the non-secular for Christmas, but yeah. they can't do that for Easter. I've never it, it, when I was younger, it was a little better. Right. I mean, when I was a kid, it just seemed to be more okay, mm-hmm. but I don't, I mean I don't know. I, I mean I'd be willing to celebrate holidays of other religions than mine if they were right. fun. I mean, I don't look at it as like we're excluding anybody. I mean, anybody's allowed to participate. It doesn't have to be about the religious side of it. It can be for those who believe in that, and it doesn't have to be for those who don't believe in it. So. Exactly.
2: And you know the the California parks, they celebrate like Chinese New Year and things like that. Right. So why can't they do do something like this? I think it would be really cute. Yeah. I, I don't agree. they don't have to necessarily have it up for two months like the Japan parks, but I mean they could do it for a good month or so.
0: Yeah put some decorations around Main Street or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our next news item. Well, it's always good to know before you go. Unfortunately, (laughs) a lot of people just show up. So there's going to be some problems coming up in the next couple weeks when people show up with their... (laughs) cigarettes and strollers that are too big and their ice packs. They're... Yeah, they're giant blocks of ice. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney just unleashed a series of new rules which are all part of this whole uh, project what is it? Stardust? Well,
2: it's Project Stardust at Disneyland not at yeah. Walt
0: Disney World. Well I think they're doing it at both just so that they're being consistent. Mm. and people don't come in and say well you let them do it at Disney World you know so the one there's three sort of controversial new rules that have been uh, made public by Disney and they actually they're trying to make it you know they're trying to publicize this but there's uh, I I say only about 20% of people are going to know about this before they show up Mm -hmm. and one big one is this new stroller policy. So. They have a size. Constraint. For how big of a stroller. You are allowed to bring into. The park. If you cannot. If you show. I, from what I gathered. From what I read. It, and, what, and I've listened to a few other podcasts. About this. If you show up with a stroller. That's too big. They will store it for you and they will offer you a uh smaller stroller because they rent them so you you're free to to if you don't have a place to like if you didn't come in a car and you don't have a place to put your stroller they will store it for you for the day and they will allow you to to rent a stroller that's the correct size so you're not going to get turned away or anything right and the people are going to be mad that they have to rent a stroller. I know that's going to happen. Right.
2: But the thing is that I read is most strollers today are, that are sold fit in these guidelines. So don't think that yeah. they're like umbrella stroller only. It's not that.
1: They're so even the, the to... double
2: jogging strollers fit in, within
0: these guidelines. Yeah. What they're trying to eliminate are these oversized, ridiculous strollers that people use not just as a stroller, but as right. like their basically they're like
2: house on wheels (laughs) yeah they're where they keep
0: their you know their ice chest and their snacks (laughs) and it's like a giant purse right on wheels so yeah that's what and the reason they're doing that is because with the new star wars land they just don't have the room anymore to because the strollers are a big nuisance right and it didn't used to oh i don't ever remember it being such a problem in the 80s or even the 90s. It's more of a more recent thing because now Mm -hmm. they sell these humongo oversized Mm -hmm. strollers that are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And another thing is they have, now they have these wagon strollers. Those are completely banned too. No wagons. They've always had a policy of no wagons but now they have this no wagon stroller because they cleverly turned a wagon into some sort of a stroller now. So those are completely banned. So people who have young children are not happy about this. People who do not have young children are thrilled
1: about this
0: because it's such a nuisance. And the other thing Disney is letting people know, and it really is true, it's really easier if you just bring a smaller stroller. It's so difficult to navigate yes it just makes it more difficult it's like you think you're making it easier if you have a place to store all this stuff you're not you're making it more difficult right
2: and the other thing that has happened recently is i've heard a lot of stories of people getting their big expensive strollers stolen yeah so why do you want to bring like a 500 dollars stroller to disney and somebody's going to walk off with it
0: yeah and also the cast members are always moving them around and Mm -hmm. you really want somebody handling your expensive stuff when you're not there so now the other big change is that for the first time in history you will not be able to smoke anywhere anywhere not even in a designated area inside the Disney parks yeah The only place you'll be able to smoke is outside the gates of the parks in designated areas and in the Mm -hmm. case of California the designated area is not only outside the parks it's outside the Esplanade and outside downtown Disney you can't smoke until you get to the parking lot yeah in a designated area near the parking lot I'm assuming So basically, if you're a smoker, you're not going to want to go to Disney anymore. If you can't handle not being able to have a cigarette for a few hours. Right. Because you're going to have... Get some
2: nicotine patches. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Because this is like, they're not kidding around with this. I think it'll be a little bit less in Florida. You won't be able to smoke in the parks, but I think you'll be able to like smoke near the entrances to the parks just because of how it's spread you know it's spread out so much more but in California also they have a lot
2: more people like international people coming to Walt Disney World that smoke so they're going to be a slightly more accommodating there but in California like smoking is banned pretty much everywhere already
0: well the thing is people are going to show up on May 1st who had no idea And when they find out after they've bought their ticket See, they're not even gonna Hopefully they'll put signs up everywhere Before people But if people go into the park Without having been told in advance There's gonna be some Mad, angry people I think in Disneyland There's only one smoking Area left Yeah Near Big Thunder
2: Yeah, the old Big Thunder
0: Trail Yeah, that's the only place and um, there used to which be, which makes
2: sense. They're getting rid of it because that's literally right outside the entrance to where uh, Galaxy's yeah. Edge
0: is being built. There used to be three. There used to be one near where the motorboat cruise used to be, mm-hmm. and then there was one near where the keelboat landing used to be, like a little right. dock area right next to the Columbia, uh, the Harbor House.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but then they got rid of those two and now there's only the one left now one of the reasons why people th- think they're doing this is because of the fact that marijuana is now legal in California mm-hmm. and they don't want any of that happening in the park right you know
2: Well, this is it's a family friendly park so you gotta yeah. keep it
0: family friendly I mean, it's the same as not wanting alcohol in the park if, if you can't you know these are things that alter your you know your the way you behave so right i mean even if you don't have a problem with marijuana or alcohol you some maybe not want to do it around children right so anyway i i grew up around a heavy smoker and her my mother her whole life she has struggled to quit smoking she has quit several times gone back to it it's been a lifelong struggle for her and I had to grow up around that smell and it didn't bother me so much when I was a kid when I was really used to it but after getting away from it and whenever Mm -hmm. I smell that it just I can't I hate it I I hate the smell of it I hate the look of people doing it I can't stand it so I just you know, I apologize if I offended you. If you're a smoker, you have every right to smoke a cigarette. It's your right. But I just personally don't want to be around it. And it also affects me because of secondhand smoke. Exactly. Yep. I remember as a kid going to Disneyland, people smoking in the lines. Mm hmm. And like, oh, it was awful. I hated it. Yeah. So I'm glad that they've. They made a rule too. After a while, you're not that you could smoke anywhere outdoors in Disneyland, anywhere. Right. Except you cannot smoke in line. But people would do it anyway. Right. So it's just, you know. I'm not. I mean, this has been a long
2: time it. coming, though. So I mean, this yeah. cannot be really a surprise to people. Right.
0: So the other change is about ice. Now I didn't really see this as a problem
1: right first
0: first of all i remember when you weren't allowed to bring any food or any beverages inside the park that was a rule forever i mean only recently has disney lifted that ban and they allow people to bring food in and beverages and even ice chests the whole thing with the ice is people want to bring in these little ice chests with their drinks and stuff Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i mean do you remember when you weren't allowed to bring in well i mean
2: the whole time that i remember going there even as a kid to disneyland we would always bring sandwiches for lunch and we would get a locker we would have them in a backpack in a locker and we would eat our lunch you know in town square sitting on a bench and then we would
0: well you were breaking the rules you were breaking the rules
2: they were they just didn't check bags
0: back then yeah but they didn't but technically what they told you to do was they had lockers outside the park and they had a picnic area and you were allowed to eat there with any food you brought but you weren't supposed to bring your food in but they didn't check you're right you could very easily sneak it in Right. But technically. I mean, I didn't know
2: we were sneaking in. I was you, a kid, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, like, now people are bringing big ice chests on their stroller wagons.
2: Right, exactly.
0: With, you know, <laughs> with a whole array like a of beverages. meal, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so now they're telling people you have to use those, you know, like those things that can be refrozen, like those reusable
2: ice packs that you The ice packs. Yeah.
0: You can't bring loose ice or I mean, I can understand why they don't want you bringing dry ice because you could do some nasty stuff with dry that ice. Is,
2: that's like a chemical. Yeah. <laughs> i never knew anybody tried to bring dry ice into disney
0: well there was some incident a couple years ago but it was an employee who did it but they Hmm. stuck some dry ice in a in a garbage can in toontown and there was a minor explosion oh my goodness they had to clear out the park because they had they didn't know what had happened so as a precaution and it turned out to just be some (laughs) disgruntled employee who threw a bunch of dry ice in the in a trash can and did something to it to make it so that it would explode Huh? because i guess they were quitting or something. i don't know exactly what happened but that's sort of that kind of thing makes me understand why they would want to ban dry ice but i mean loose ice is just frozen water that's not going to hurt anybody what can you right. do with that
2: right and you can get cups of ice if you go to quick service locations and ask for it they will give yeah. it to you
0: so yeah.
2: you just can't bring it in from outside of the you park you can't
0: like go to the ice machine at the 7-eleven and bring right. like a pack of ice a with you a five pound big. bag of ice yeah or like goofy here you can't have the ice man <laughs> and bring a big <laughs> block of ice with you yeah well <laughs> we have one more story so let's get to it we're here for Disney After Hours! There's no lines at all!
1: None. Well, we got here and it was like a five minute wait. So we got to walk through the rooms and we got to notice things that we've never
2: noticed before in them. It was just really awesome. I've been amazed about how empty it is. Like,
0: I never see it like this. Never.
1: We just, we just did that three, three times. times. Yeah, we <laughs> could do it a lot more. Amazing. We probably do it three more times, honestly. We rode 15, 20 rides tonight already in two hours, and we still have an hour left.
0: It's a party, and we're dancing, and there's free popcorn, free drinks, and ice cream. At some points it's almost like we're the only people here enjoying the whole park to ourselves.
1: It's Disney's best kept secret.
0: 100% worth it. Disney After Hours is fantastic. It might even be the best
1: way to experience Disney.
0: Well, make sure you get plenty of rest because <laughs> it's, it's going to be a late night. Yeah. So Disney is really upping the game on these after-hours events. Which are not so much events. Well, some of them can be events, but generally they're just, they keep the park open for a few hours. They usher out all the riff-raff. <laughs> and then they let the lowly people...
2: daytime guests.
0: Yeah. And they <laughs> let all the people who have money to burn into the park on a limited basis so that they can go on the rides without waiting in line basically. Some of these do offer special entertainment. We'll get into that. But for the most part, that's all this is. You're paying a premium price to see the park just for a few hours a lot less you're paying more than you would pay for a regular ticket and you're getting the opportunity to go on a limited number of attractions because they don't keep all of the attractions open I think in the Magic Kingdom they keep 20 attractions open and generally they're the you know the The main ones yeah yeah and then one thing they do offer is free beverages free popcorn and ice cream ice you know like the mickey bars and stuff yeah. like that Yeah So which actually which actually costs them nothing to give out because they have <laughs> sponsorships with with right. Coke, Coca-Cola who basically gives them all of their Coke for no charge and Disney makes 100% profit on their yeah. soda not because only Because it, it says
2: Coca-Cola all over the park
0: Right so they don't pay <laughs> Coke for the for their product coke supplies disney with all of their beverages free and then disney charges absorbent prices for them they upcharge and they make a hundred percent profit on they, disney makes more money on soda than just about anything else they sell believe it or yeah. not because so, they're not paying for it yeah. right right yeah. so and they yeah. like
2: a even a bottle of soda is like twice the price in Disney Park than you would buy it at a convenience store.
0: Right, but in a convenience mm-hmm. store, a good portion of the money goes to the manufacturer, Coca-Cola. Right. In mm-hmm. Disneyland, it doesn't. They keep it right. all, and they charge twice as much. So I've always, right? Had, <laughs> like, if Disney gives away a free soda, like I'm not impressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. In fact, as <laughs> cast members, we were encouraged if somebody was upset or something to offer them a soda. Ah. because hmm. it didn't cost the company anything and it, it if you did something nice like that, it might you know calm down a situation that might otherwise get heated. So we were right. encouraged to do things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, that being said, They've increased the number of these after-hour events. They're doing them uh, all throughout May. Well, it, okay, we've got the dates here actually. And what are what what how exactly does it work? You, so you you show up at seven o'clock.
2: So the park is still open. You can go into the park beginning at seven. Mm -hmm. and i'm not really sure how like what time does the park actually close it's like is it 11 or 12
0: well it depends Um, on the time of year like in the off season the park will usually close around nine right and like if you go during the busier times it'll stay open until 11 or 12 depending on you know like when i went it was during president's day weekend so the parks were open till midnight but that was just because it was one of the busiest times of the year
2: right i don't think they would offer after hours events during that time. no
0: they don't do that but yeah. this is this is you know during may and early in june which is actually mm-hmm. can be a busy time but mm-hmm. they don't have any in the magic kingdom in june which right makes sense yeah but, um so I think you go in at seven, but the rest of the guests are still there till a couple right. of hours after, mm-hmm. and then you get to stay there till like two in the morning or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so how many hours? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's like six hours, mm-hmm. and you're paying a hundred and twenty-five dollars plus tax. And um, if if you buy them in advance, and this is the one, it's like this is so hundred and twenty. Like they need that extra four dollars. A hundred and twenty-nine <laughs> if you buy it the day of. I
1: yeah.
0: just think that's tacky. Yeah. Why are they upcharging four dollars if you buy it the day of? Like I
2: think I, it's because they're trying to encourage people to advance purchase. Oh, I can save four dollars. If
0: people are going to spend a hundred and twenty-five dollars to go to the park for six hours, if they can afford that then do they really care about four more dollars? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like this is a this is a something for people who have money. This is not something for your average because you can't do this if you buy like a if you're staying there for 5 days and you buy a 5-day pass, mm-hmm. this is not included. Right. This is on you, top of that. Yeah, you have to pay extra for this. So, so for a family of four,
2: yeah, and there's no child
0: price. Right. It's it's the same adult or child. Right. It probably would be the same amount of money
2: that you would spend on those five-day tickets for four people to get them into this one-time event for six hours or whatever.
0: Yeah. So you don't have to wait in line for Space right. Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean i'm not a big fan of this and i think this is a bad trend and i don't like this trend i don't like i don't like where this is going with disney because i'll get into something else i heard today but they do it at the magic kingdom they do it at animal kingdom now the magic kingdom dates are may 2nd 9th 16th 23rd and 30th but at the animal kingdom it's going to extend all the way through June. So they have it May 14th, 21st, and June 4th, 11th, and 18th. Now, it used to be the only time you could even see the Animal Kingdom at night was if you had an after-hour. like if, Because they have the, special, the, the magic hours mm-hmm. if you're staying right. on property. That was the only time you could ever see Animal Kingdom at night, is if you were magic hours but when i went in um february they had it open at night for everybody yeah the, they be-
2: extended the hours of because the park of the since, avatar and yeah everything. exactly yeah right so then mm-hmm. the other
0: they don't they don't have it at epcot and i think the reason is because of illuminations mm-hmm. but they do have it also at uh, the studio hollywood studios So, in the Hollywood Studios, the dates are May 1st, 4th, 10th, there's a lot of them there. Yeah. Because of Toy Story Land, what you're showing. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. also because a lot of people don't go during the day because there's such a limited number of attractions, it's just so Mm -hmm. difficult to get to see these things without waiting in ridiculous lines. Right. So May 1st, 4th, 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st is tons, and June 14th, 21st, and 28th. Which sucks for the regular paying guests is they have to leave early. Right. Like they're shoot out earlier than they normally would be mm-hmm. because of this thing. So they're so they're suffering. The people staying at the resort are suffering too because there's less extra magic hours because of this in fact disney's already announced well it's not official but the rumor is they're getting rid of all the extra magic hours in the magic kingdom in october because of Mm -hmm. the halloween because of
2: galaxy's edge and stuff
0: no this is in florida Uh uh-huh galaxy's edge won't be opened yet in october
2: yeah it will be it's it's an opening in
0: august oh well well, the reason they're getting rid of it is because of the Halloween events. Oh, okay. This is just Magic Kingdom. Okay. Oh, okay. They're, yeah,
2: because they want to have all those nights to do Halloween things.
0: Yeah. So the, the people paying to stay on property to get that special privilege mm-hmm. are suffering because of it. I mean, you're paying the same price in October to stay at the hotel as you are in... in in another month but you get one less um, premium right but you're still paying the same so I don't like
1: that either.
2: this kind of goes back to our previous story know before you go you need to look at the calendars of the hours of the different parks and things like that I mean that when I went to Walt Disney World last time that's how I decided what park I was going to go to on what day is the hours So you really need to utilize that calendar when you're going and you're staying there you know multiple days on
0: property. So what I like about how they do it in California is they charge about the same Mm -hmm. for their after hours events but they're very spread out and they give you your money's worth like they give you all of this extra stuff Right. that they like in Florida you just it's the same park that you see if you went during the day there's just less people that's right. what you're paying for in california they did a 90s night they mm-hmm. did a lover's night what else have yeah they done? For valentine's day they did i the mean they
2: did that you know throwback night. The 1950s
0: they're gonna do a marvel like mm-hmm. and they do like all sorts of special live entertainment special food and special music and all yep. sorts of stuff tons of
2: meet and greet with characters yeah. that you don't normally see and they have
0: like and yeah. not just the meet and greets they have like the the special like cardboard things you can stand behind to take yeah pictures. photo opportunities yeah, yeah all that stuff they're not a lot really... of times
2: those even give you photo pass with that
0: yeah and they're not doing that in florida but there are some exceptions we're gonna go over that there are some special events but You have to pay even more for (laughs) these. So anyway, on May 1st, they're going to have a special 30th anniversary night at Hollywood Studios. Which opened May 1st, 1989. So it's the actual day of the anniversary, well, night of the anniversary. And so, I guess they're going to have additional character meet and greets and special beverages and i they're not saying anything about fireworks or anything i hope that would be included i would think they should do some sort of special show they used to have a really fantastic fireworks show called sorcery in the sky i don't know if they can still do it though because of back then they didn't have stuff happening behind the Chinese theater like they do now. They got all that Mm. Star Wars stuff happening. I don't know if they can even do fireworks now. Hmm. I mean, it would be nice
2: if they could do some, like, old show that, you know, like a throwback kind of a thing to, you know, the beginning of the the park and stuff like that.
0: So they're also going to have on May the 4th a Star Wars night at the Hollywood studio. Um... And I, they do have a, a fireworks display for Star Wars too, and who knows if they're gonna do that either. Mm-hmm. But again, you get extras for this one because you're paying extra. You get, yeah. well, they encourage you to dress up and um, in Star Wars costumes, and then they have extra, in you know, character meet and greets with Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. Ray, Captain Phasma—I mean, all the characters, the stormtroopers,
2: Ewoks, troopers, the
0: Ewoks, <laughs> and the Jawas. Mm. So they're all going to be there that night. So then they're—they're going to have um, a special one at the Kingdom, which is going to be a recurring event. They're going to have a, several nights called Villains After Hours and this one i don't know if i'm that excited about to be quite honest when you first hear it you're like oh wow villains we love the villains and this is gonna last from uh june through august on selected nights i'll give you the specific nights they're all mostly thursdays june 6th june 13th june 20th june 27th July 1st, which is the only Monday, because I'm assuming July 4th is a Thursday. They don't want to yeah, have it that it night. They're gonna have no, it they are, don't. <laughs> yeah. So, then the rest are also Thursday. The 11th, July 11th, July 18th, July 25th, August 1st, and August 8th. So, what is this? They're going to have a special villains. It's going to be like the regular After Hours, where a limited number of guests, and then, you know, you have access to attractions and not have to stand in line but in addition you're also going to get a stage show with meg and pain and panic from hercules and i guess they're going to introduce the villains it's kind of their general villain show that they do in front of the castle you know they do during halloween right kind of introduce all the villains and they come out and sing and you know say mean things to you And then um, another thing they're going to do is the dragon that is in the uh, daytime parade. They're going to bring her out at night and kind of just bring her all around the park, breathing fire throughout the night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess you'd be able to get close to it and take pictures Mm -hmm. and stuff.
2: I'm sure it's like a different way of viewing it, being it at night because they don't you don't normally see it at
0: night yeah and they're also gonna have um like i don't know exactly what they're gonna do but they're saying they're gonna do something to some of the attractions to make them be more villainous yeah i don't they they did not give out any details they they can't do the the space mountain thing in florida that they do in california because it's not set up for that in California, mm-hmm. basically, if they want to turn it into the ghost galaxy, they just basically have to flip a switch. Right. But they don't have it set up in Florida, so I don't know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to have special food and beverage and merchandise. But this is the thing that makes me, like, say it's not worth it. Why would I want to pay for this? It's they and, and Disney thought they'd be cute about it. They say one—this is their wording— One notorious item to note. So, basically, they're not going to have any meet and greets. The only time you'll get to see the villains is during the stage show. They're not going to have any walk-arounds or meet and greets or any villains at all. So, that's stupid. Right. Why would you want to pay all that money and not... That would be the reason I would want to go. That would be one Mm -hmm. of the main reasons I would want to go to this otherwise i would just go to one of their other after hours nights and pay like 30 dollars less right you know and just to get on the rides yeah because yeah. otherwise to me this is just to get on the rides i could care less about spot the dragon uh, meaning like see the dragon because mm-hmm. they're calling it Spot, Melissa from the Dragon. It sounds like I just named... like Because Spot was the name of the dragon right. on the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Not a fan. Anything else to say about these after-hours events now that we moaned and complained? Well...
2: I know why they're doing it because
0: oh, I know why they they're think, doing it they too. Think nobody's coming
2: to these parks, and they're all waiting for Galaxy's Edge. So June sixth to August eighth is that a coincidence? No, it's not. It's they're all trying about to get people money. to come to the parks. Yep. Yeah. So they're trying to fill up the parks, and actually, from what I understand, from you know things that I've heard on other podcasts and articles I've read, summer is kind of a slower time for walt disney world and like times around different holidays is when it really gets packed so that's another reason why they're trying to fill the parks
0: yeah well it does get so hot down there
2: yeah exactly it is hot
0: it's unbearably hot well Mm -hmm. we have before we go we have a few rapid fire stories to share
1: from the creators of these Hollywood Bowl <laughs> spectaculars comes Disney's The, Disney's the Little, Little Mermaid, Mermaid, the immersive live-to-film the concert the experience Sh- at the Hollywood Bowl. Ball. Starring Leah Michelle as Ariel, Harvey Firestein as Ursula, Orsena, as Peter Gallagher, Gallagher as King Triton, King Triton, Triton Ken Page a. as Sebastian, Leo Gallo, Leo Gallo as Prince Aaron, Aaron and, Cheech and Cheech Marin as Chef Louis, with special guest, chef composer chef Alan Menken. Join us for this dive-in experience, where the Hollywood Bowl will be magically transformed into the Hollywood Fishbowl dive-in theater. It's a whole night of immersive underwater excitement. So dive on down to this amazing underwater world. Friday, May 17th and Saturday, May 18th at the Hollywood Bowl. Tickets on sale Friday, April 5th at 10 a.m. Pacific.
0: Well, we have several rapid fires to share, and I guess the first one we're going to talk about is the Little Mermaid. I guess so. We. we I forgot to turn the video off, so we're we're doing these in a different order than I thought we were going to sorry about that <laughs> but it really doesn't matter we can start right, with it doesn't. the story yeah. <laughs> but as you can see they're doing a special little mermaid event at the um, hollywood bowl you know back in the 80s i went to a special disney concert at the hollywood bowl with my dad and it was a um You know the album, A Disney Spectacular with the Cincinnati Pops? Do you know that album, Ruthie? I don't think I do. Well, it was the exact same orchestrations as from that album. And I had that album so that when we went to see the concert, I was just like, this is all music I've heard already. So I was a little (laughs) disappointed. Well, no, I was was disappointed. No, you were
2: disappointed? Oh. Yeah,
0: I wanted, like, (laughs) something new. Oh, okay. But I still enjoyed it. They brought out some of the smaller floats of from the electrical parade out on the stage cool. and it was fun. Yeah. But uh, so they they've done this actually before. They did this back in twenty sixteen. Same thing. Right. Yeah. But they have a whole different cast and what they're from what I gather, they're gonna play the movie on a big screen and then have mm-hmm. people come out and like they'll turn the sound off. And they'll have an orchestra playing, a live orchestra playing the music, and live performers singing the songs right. as while the mu- while the actual movie is playing. So it's sort of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how they do that, where they play the movie and then they act it out in front of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's the same idea on a grander scale. <laughs> right. Not as kitschy. (laughs) Well, also, it's not as kitschy of a movie, but... Right. So, they're going to... It's two nights, I assume, and then they're going to have some songs, not from the movie, but that were in the Broadway version. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be all Little Mermaid songs, a tribute to the Little Mermaid. So, that sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, they've done this for Beauty and the Beast. They've also done this multiple years for Nightmare Before Christmas. Very successful, very popular. And if I lived in California, I would be going to all of these because I absolutely love the Hollywood Bowl and experiencing an event there is just something that you definitely want to do in your life. So, um, I mean, I wish I lived there just to go to
0: all of these. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed I can't go. I would love this. Yeah, I'd really enjoy something like this. So, mm-hmm. and they—they not only are they doing that, but they've got all these this other fun stuff going on that's all around it. They're having a Murr um, Babies, which is a cartoon from 1938. They actually have a young composer, uh, only 17 years old, Emily Bear. She. Um, did a whole new score for the cartoon and she's going to play it live while the cartoon is playing. Um, they're going to have uh, a, um, I guess some special, they're going to have the, you know, they're going to light up the stage with, with um, you know, the projection mapping mm-hmm. and they're right. going to make it look like a drive-in theater, but they're going to call it Instead of the Hollywood Bowl, they're gonna call it the Hollywood Fish Bowl, and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna call it the I think the Dive In Theater uh-huh. a, to yeah. give it a fish theme. And it sounds like they're gonna have special prizes and giveaways. Yeah, they have like and, a
2: costume contest and yeah. like photo so opportunities whole, and things. Yeah, it's
0: a whole thing. It's not just the concert. It's a whole like you can make a whole like, and when you go to the the nice thing about the Hollywood Bowl is, it's like a whole day. You bring a picnic, yeah. and yep, and then you know you wait for the concert for in the night. It's a whole leisure day. Like it's just... It is. It's really fun. It, yeah, it is really fun. Yeah, and it's nice when they do these things that are for kids because it really is a great place to take kids too. Yeah, I I, I, I fondly remember going there as a kid. So. So the other thing we wanted to talk about is little Bo Peep has lost her sheep and she knows where to find them at the Disney parks. Don't mess with Bo Peep
1: anymore. Look nope. at her. Mm-hmm. She's,
0: she may wear a big pink bow, but she's not putting up with any nonsense. Nope. She's liberated. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm guessing the new version of Bo Peep... Because they used to have the original Bo Peep as a walk-around. Like, you know, the cutesy from the original Toy Story. She's been a walk-around character for years. But I'm assuming why Disney is making a big deal about this is because the new, improved Bo Peep is going to be a walk-around character very soon. She's going to appear at uh, Disney's California Adventure... In the, I assume the Pixar Pier area yeah yes and then she's going to be uh, at the um, Toy Story Land in Florida in the mm-hmm. Hollywood studio and then they also said she's going to be in Disneyland Paris and in the Asian parks but they didn't pinpoint exactly where she will be appearing in those but it's going to start probably in a month or so would you say I don't have a date here
2: Um, I know Toy Story 4 is coming out in June, so I would think it would be around that time. They didn't actually give us a specific date, but, you know. Right.
0: That's my educated guess. Right. So our next rapid fire is the Pixar Pals parking lot is nearing completion. They're saying that at the very latest, it's going to open on July 1st but if it's done before then they'll open it earlier so uh, the sooner the better (laughs) yeah because that's going to be two like a month after Star Wars yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. so what's fun is that they've got the Mickey and Friends which has a Mickey and Friends theme and then they have the Pixar Pals which is sort of the Pixar version like they've got the two different I kind of like that it's Mm -hmm. like they have Coexisting corresponding theming going on. That's something I like. So each level is themed, it's six levels. Each level is themed after a different movie in the Pixar universe. So what what do you have that? It's well Um, it's right on the screen in front of us.
1: Yeah, it looks like
2: level one is Incredibles. Level two is Coco. Level three is Cars. Cars. Level four is Monsters Inc. Level five is Finding, Finding Nemo, Nemo, Finding
0: Dory, and, and level it. six is like what? Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where's your car? Oh, my car's in <laughs> it. In Inside Out. It's Inside what? Out. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, this is gonna open very soon. So we thought we'd bring it up. Is there anything I'm missing about this?
2: Um, they are going to have like some new technology to this. Oh, that's uh, right. This parking structure as well, so it makes it easier for people to get into spots and and find your car and things like that. I don't know exactly too much about all of that, but there's some new electronic. Yeah, they light
0: stuff. they light up the the lines. You know, the mm-hmm. white lines between each space they light them up so you know that they're free and then they have little signs above that point you to where the empty spaces are oh okay they i guess they have the same thing at disney springs and their new parking structure oh okay. did and park in there yeah mm-hmm. it'd be nice if they could add this to nikki and friends too I, but yeah. i don't know how they could close it and that actually it. sounds
2: like safer for people who work in the parking structure as well oh yeah it's so, definitely yeah. safer
0: yeah hmm so, the last story that I want to talk about. Well, this is supposed to be. We went backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that was my mistake for not remembering to shut off the video. Though.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, the very popular 3D uh, animated experience from Walt Disney World, Mickey's Philhar Magic, is finally going to be coming to Anaheim. The former theater where Muppet Vision 3D once existed, and it's coming very soon. In fact, it may. What what date was this supposed to open? It may have already. I don't opened. have a date. It just says premiering in
2: April, so it literally could be any day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing new about this. It's gonna be just they're reinstalling a different film. The theater is not as technically advanced as the one in florida where they have all sorts of like i think at one point bubbles come out and the seats move and you feel wind on your face and different things happen i don't think any of that's happening any of those 4d they call them effects are going to be happening Mm -hmm. i think they're just going to hand you a pair of glasses and play the movie and that's it (laughs) yeah but uh, people have been wondering why they haven't brought this to California for years now, and then all of a sudden, Disney just decided to do it out of the blue. And they're saying it's part of the Disney, the Mickey Mouse celebration. The thing is, this cartoon has so little to do with Mickey Mouse. Really, right. the star is Donald Duck. It's Donald, yeah. <laughs> Even though they call it Mickey's Fill Our Magic, it's really Donald steals the show in this one. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, I'm sad to see the Muppets go, though. Oh, the Muppets have been gone from California Adventure for a while. Yeah, but I think this kind of... You know, I feel like this puts the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Because now they're basically... Because before it was never an official attraction. It was just Mm -hmm. where they would show other...
2: Yeah, movie previews and stuff, yeah.
0: But this is, like, this is turning it into an official attraction, so i'm a little sad about it to be quite honest yeah because
2: now muppets aren't in any of the either of those parks at
0: all but i mean i'm not angry about what's replacing it i did enjoy this when we went to florida so uh anyway that's our news for today so ruthie did you have fun yes did you enjoy my mistakes (laughs) (laughs) you're keeping me on my
1: toes
0: (laughs) ruthie was like the movie started playing and you're like oh she started to say something and i went shh because yeah (laughs) she didn't know you could still hear us so because usually during
2: the videos you can't so. yeah
0: so i was like Shh. i wasn't trying to be mean to ruth that's just <laughs> like don't interrupt the movie as long as it's playing we have got to let it play so, so yeah <laughs>
2: so if, if you heard that that's what happened yeah
0: and if you heard me being nasty because i hate being shushed oh, that no. is one of I... my biggest pet peeves so yeah i felt i feel bad that i did that especially for everyone in the world to hear it so <laughs> No, it's fine <laughs> Anyway, I didn't realize, so. Ruthie, where can everybody find Jiminy Crickets on the web? You can find all of our past shows, including audio versions of Dateline Jiminy
2: Crickets, on our website, jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes under the name Jiminy Crickets. That's with an exclamation point, and be sure to leave us a five star review. On our YouTube channel, we share updates to the Disney Chris website, including the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour as well as past episodes of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and Dateline Jiminy Crickets. You can find our channel if you search for DisneyChris.com, and remember, dot com is spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. You can also join in the conversation over on our Facebook page, Jiminy Crickets Podcast, where you can not only interact with Chris and me and all the fellow cricketeers, but you can also stay up to date with all the latest details of our many worldwide web endeavors. If you would like to contact the show with any comments or questions, our email address is disneychrisp, D-O-T-C-O-M, at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: All right. And if you would like to find us on Twitter, I'm at disneychris73. And on Facebook, you can find Ruthie and I. I am Chris Linden, L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson. And Ruthie Brown is B-R-O-N, as in Charlie Brown.
1: You <laughs> forgot and, the W. <laughs> oh, Charlie Braun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my website is DisneyChris.com, where you'll find the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, with over 1,650 audio tracks from Disneyland including a brand new chapter I'm working on for Star Wars Land, which will be opening at the same time as the real Galaxy's Edge on May 31st. So look for a brand new chapter on my website. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com disneychris. And if you would like to donate to us as a one-time only donation... You can find other donation options at d- disneychris.com slash Help us keep the magic going. And I'd also like to mention a special partnership we now have with a group called The RoarBots, a celebration of geek culture. It's www.theroarbots.com In addition to finding our show on YouTube and all the other podcast places that you've always found us. We're also now featured on The RoarBots, as well as much other great things of interest to people who like a geek culture. So if you're into Star Trek, Star Wars, comic books, anything of that nature, be sure to check out The RoarBots. Oh, and of course, Disney, too. Lots of Disney. So, Ruthie, have any final words for today to quote Walt Disney
2: laughter is timeless imagination has no age dreams are forever
0: and always let your conscience be your guide
1: now it's time to say goodbye to all our company M.I.C soon K-E-Y
0: Why? Because we like you
1: M-O-N-S-E-Y.